With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Get Connected with Nina Del Rio, a weekly conversation about fitness, health, and happenings in our community on 106.7 Light FM. Good morning and thanks for joining us on Get Connected. At the beginning of the year, it's a time of professional reset for so many of us. So we always like to check in with Dr. Tracy Wylan. We look forward to what's next in our careers while she looks into it with another book. It's Career Confusion, 21st Century Career Management in a Disrupted World. Dr. Tracy Wylan, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, and Happy New Year to you all. And the new book, Career Confusion, is a companion book to Digital Disruption, The Future of Work, Skills, Leadership, Education, and Careers in a Digital World. You can find out more at tracywyland.com. And let's get to that first question to begin with. Dr. Wyland, why is there career confusion? What are the major shifts that are sort of changing that traditional path? Well, you know, there, there are many, but the four that I highlight uh, is first, technology, and that's ever-changing and ever-accelerating, but it's even becoming more challenging and more nebulous because people can't really touch and feel it anymore. So when you, you hear concepts like artificial intelligence and big data and Internet of Things, uh, you know, what does that mean to us? And I think people get, create fear around it because they just don't know how it's going to impact their jobs. The second area is that the firm structures are changing. And so, you know, many of us are used to the hierarchical firm where you came in as an individual contributor and then you became a manager and your manager helped groom you to, you know, keep moving up the vertical chain. Well, today firms are, to compete basically, are much flatter. And so your role is more nebulous and so you actually have to take more control of your career and make moves around the firm. The third one is skills. You know, is it hard skills? Is it soft skills? Is it technology skills? And most executives will tell you that they want all three in people now coming into the workforce. So that creates a lot of confusion. What skills do I have and how do I fill my gaps? And then the fourth one, which we've talked about in the past, is the fact that we're living longer. And so we could outlive the firms that we work for, which means that we could be working probably until our 80s. And that alone means that we have to think about what, what is my career going to look like in my 20s, my 30s, what am I going to do in my 50s, 60s, and 70s, and how do I position myself to always stay relevant. So looking at all those things, your career can take all kinds of different paths. How do you figure out what works for you? Well, what I usually encourage people to do is think about what you like to do, that you do well, but well enough to get paid or promoted for it. So there's a lot of people who are saying, follow your passion. Maybe if you do it well and it can generate revenue for you, because you really need to start thinking about what are my skills and what are sellable skills and what are my scarce skills, because these are the things that are really going to help move you in the direction where you can actually keep making money for yourself. And ultimately, you want to be employed, uh, you know, whether it's self-employed or working somewhere and enjoying what you do. And it's usually if you follow your skills, you can somewhat get there. What if you're, like so many people, though, you, you, know, you don't think you're qualified to do anything beyond what you're doing. You're kind of just stuck. 
You know, when people tell me, I don't know what to do, I'm stuck, I can't make a decision, then I say, let's reverse it. Let's just stop all the noise going on in your head. And let's start to think about the things that you really don't want to do. Because then we can start to create a short list. Uh, So number one is, um, you know, do you want to work in an office or do you want to work at home? Do you want to work in a computer environment or with, uh, you know, software, or do you want to work with your hands? Um, So start to think about, you know, you want to care for people and you want to be in the health field, but you don't want to be near blood. So if you can start to think about things you don't want to do, then it gets shorter. The second thing I think is important for people is proximity, because as traffic and congestion increases, people want to spend more quality time with their family and with themselves. And so they're saying, you know what, I don't want to do that two-hour commute anymore like my father did. So then draw a circle around your environment and say, this is about as far as I'm willing to go. And then look for the firms and organizations and opportunities within that circle. Um, Also, I think you have to think about what are you qualified to do today? Uh, Not tomorrow, right, because that's the wannabe job. People are going to hire you for what you're qualified to do today. So write down, you know, what you can do and what your experience is and only look at jobs that match that. We might have the dream job out there, but let's get the job today and just focus on that. And then finally, I tell people to talk to other people. Um, Company culture has become very important for people. They spend a lot of time at work. They want to make sure it's a place that they can be productive and happy. So talk to people and look online and see what is the corporate culture, the politics, the environment, the vibe of the different kinds of companies that I'm looking at. Maybe one is not really a good fit for me, or maybe one is an excellent fit. I had a a young woman tell me that she moved out from New York to work at Google out in Silicon Valley, and she was so excited, and she was not a fit. She said she was so used to how things worked in New York, on the East Coast, the way the firms were structured, that the Google environment was just too nebulous for her, and so she actually moved back and got another job out east. So I think it's really important that you hone in on what kind of environment is going to make you happy. Our guest is Dr. Tracy Weiland. She's a researcher and speaker on the impact of technology on society, work, and careers. A former visiting scholar at Stanford, she's held leadership positions at Apple, HP, and Cisco Systems. And her new book is Career Confusion, 21st Century Career Management in a Disrupted World. Her website is tracyweiland.com, W-I-L-E-N. You're listening to Get Connected on 106.7 Light FM. I'm Nina Del Rio. And I wonder, of course, for so many of our listeners... What are the sectors and industries that are most open to workers over 50, and how do we approach those jobs? Right, and I think this is another new factor that all of us have to think about, that there's actually organizations that are more age-appropriate. So for your 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, I would say and suggest that you start to look at organizations where you see people in your, like, age bracket. So a lot of my colleagues who have transitioned out of startups or fast-paced firms, um, high-energy firms, have looked into the public sector, government, academia, uh, education, which is K-12, through the arts, nonprofit, consulting, boutique consulting firms have been very popular, private equity firms, healthcare, and in boards. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunities for people who are seasoned. Um, other choices are recast your skills. So, you know, a chief operating officer who's not relevant maybe or want to be of a 
high-tech firm might look to the nonprofit. Um, if you're a financial planner, you can twist your skills to really be more relevant to planning, estate planning for 50-plus. Uh, I have a lot of colleagues of mine who have chosen the path of fractional executive. And what that is is they were a top executive for a large firm, and now they are actually, you know, retaining them, really selling themselves out to a firm on a retainer to be a fractional executive. And it's usually for a small or medium-sized firm who can't afford to have a seasoned executive. Um, and they build with this a portfolio career so that they're actually a part-time C, chief financial officer or chief marketing officer for multiple firms. Others have told me that franchising is an interesting option as you get older uh, because a lot of people have always wished about owning their own business but couldn't think of it. But I would just caution to understand all of the finances and obligations surrounding a franchise before you dive in. And, of course, sales. You know, no one is going to turn away a salesperson who always meets their quota. So sales will always be an opportunity for someone no matter what age. Mm. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of options out there. I think people just have to really think through uh, their age and where they want to be in the pace and the kinds of uh, opportunities out there. So staying ahead of the curve, too, how do you prepare for a job that doesn't exist? Well, depending on where you are in, in your um, work life or in your school life. So young, for young people, I say make sure you take all of the subjects, and particularly math, because math is so relevant today, so much more relevant today, increasingly so. Um, but you need to know to read, to write, to do math. But while you're in school, just don't look at it as during the day in the classes. Also look about what's going on that you can participate in and get experience in outside of class. So maybe it's teams, maybe it's summer camps, maybe it's volunteering. And when I say camps, it's like tech camps or music camps or art camps so that you can start to explore what are the things that you like to do that you're doing well and where your interests lie. So school is not just about the classroom anymore. It's about all of the experiences that you can gather there. Once you get into high school and college, I encourage to get internships uh, and continue your volunteer work and maybe even try starting a business, you know, and seeing is this, is this the path for you and start to really meet and connect with people uh, because there's a lot of people out on the social media who are in your peer set who are exploring and doing very interesting things. And the way you're going to learn about it is by talking to them. And then you can ask them, gee, you got a job in gaming. What kind of classes did you take in high school and college? Uh, what kind of experiences um, helped you get that job in the big gaming firm that you work for? So I think there's a lot of things that we can each do along our path. Um, getting us to the next level. Let's put some of the onus on employers, too. What can employers do to help employee career development with the people they already have? You know, employers are very focused on career development today. They're realizing, well, one, uh, employment is low, uh, so talent is scarce. And so many employers are focusing on onboarding, which is the first few weeks that employee joins a firm, making sure the employee understands what it's like to work in the firm, where the resources are, who they need to know, and how to get things done. Number two is many employers are actually offering reskilling opportunities for employees. I was just with a firm in uh, New York that had offered to all of their finance employees the opportunity to study and learn Python, which is a coding language 
for artificial intelligence because they realize that many of the finance people uh, can transition into data scientist roles, but they need to help them reskill. I see other firms offering to train people in cybersecurity because there's so much shortage there. So I think what you can do is look at your firm and see what do they have to offer you that might help you really expand out some of your skill sets. And as an employer, you really have to look at your talent as your resource and help them establish the environment so people can grow. Diversity is also a big thing right now. What are ways employers can increase diversity in the workplace, and and why does diversity make employers more competitive? Well, diversity, you know, there's been so many studies done on diversity of how it increases the revenue stream for firms that really embrace it because they are reflecting the customers that they're selling to. And so employers are realizing that having a very diverse workforce is, is important and you need to invest in it. So some of the best practices that companies are doing is they're saying, well, number one, we can't stick to the same schools. If we keep going to the same schools and companies and recruiting the same kind of people, we're never going to be diverse. So they're really looking for different kinds of schools uh, and different kinds of companies to recruit people from. The second is not staying in their own zip code. And a lot of firms are still operating on FaceTime, but we live in and work in a very virtual and remote world. So companies are saying, gee, if I create flex time opportunities or remote opportunities or telecommuting opportunities, I can expand my zip code. Number three is companies are asking employees for referrals because really that's that's the endorsement of the, the potential employee coming in the door. And groups of employees will know others in their own groups. And the fourth area I would suggest that I see employers doing is they're showing up at events and conferences where they have target groups that they would like to hire. So, for example, I see a lot of employers now coming to women and women in technology conferences because they want to recruit women in technology, and that's where they go. So there's a lot of different things that people are doing to be able to become much more diverse. At the same time, you mentioned there's been, there will be more gig work, more fractional work, as you've said, more sort of portfolio careers. I wonder, Tracy, does that also mean that we might be better compensated for gig work, salary, and benefits? Are those growing too? Well, it depends, right? So if you are, this is why I talk about scarce skills. If you have a highly desired in-demand skill that's hard to get, people are going to pay for it. So you can really have a very lucrative uh, you know, gig opportunity or fractional, be a fractional executive because people are wa- willing to pay for it. And a lot of these skills really fall into the financial world or into the technology world because they're so hard to find. So I think you have to think about what your scarce skill is so that you, that can be your card to really generate more revenue for yourself and keep yourself in demand also if you choose to work for firms. You can find out more details on how to map your new career path in her book, Career Confusion, 21st Century Career Management in a Disrupted World, and there's more links to her books at tracywyland.com. Happy New Year, and thanks for joining us on Get Connected again. Thank you. This has been Get Connected with Nina Del Rio on 106.7 Light FM. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. If you missed any part of our show or want to share it, visit our website for downloads and podcasts at 1067lightfm.com. Thanks for listening.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.